big stream news. Yeah. I don't didn't read the details, but um, a lot of people are predicting Twitch is going to die. That either Amazon's going to close her down or just everyone's going to leave. Well, you saw the latest on YouTube. Now you can um, you can raid. Yep, which is huge. There's yeah. very little pieces that built the culture of Twitch, and YouTube's adapting them all flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And a simple one is there's a content creator uh, named Saikuno, and Saikuno is probably top twenty Twitch streamers in the world. Streamers in the world. Twenty yeah. twenty thousand views every time he's live, and negotiating his contract because when you're at the top of streaming. You do exclusive contracts. So you get paid by subscribers and all this stuff, but then Twitch will pay you to stay on their platform, right? Mm. It's like keeping talent around. Um, they called him something else in one of the emails. Like they spelt it way off and way wrong to try to sign him. What? And he like comes out, which is like power to him because he's kind of a soft-spoken guy and he's really funny, but he's kind of like smooth with it. He's not loud, you know, mm. he's very... And he just came out. He's like, yeah, they didn't make me feel very like welcomed or known or like cared for. So like why one YouTube's doing better and, and probably a better contract. He's like, why would I go to a, a place that I've been for 10 years and they can't even spell my name right? He has a point. That's so bad. That's really bad. Especially since Twitch was like its own thing. Yeah. Right. I feel like that. Didn't that same story happen with Curry, with Steph Curry? Like he went to a meeting with a shoe company and they fucked his shit up and they pulled up the deck for his presentation to try to like sell him yeah and they they did they hadn't changed a slide there was somebody else's name on it yeah you're like dude can you just i mean i don't i don't disbelieve it right because he like went under armor and at the time that was kind of a left field move yeah so something probably turned him off yeah i don't know i've never been in like that big of a meeting i don't know i mean i guess i have but it's not always been about me pretty big fuck up though that's huge just a name or like a hello or yeah like they have is like even little things little things do matter like they get a shoe size wrong or something like yeah. fuck you dude you couldn't spend a little bit of attention yeah to at least pretend to care yeah that for that real. you want to sign me that's all i got for the streaming news of the day <laughs> uh the other thing is they changed all their stuff like they're they're debating on paying people more or less there was like other things that twitch changed but that was like a big one so then a bunch of guys are going to youtube and i'm like man you would think the little guy, and in my head, Twitch is still the little guy, even though Amazon owns them, because Google's kind of always own, not always, but kind of always own YouTube, or for a longer period. You would think, man, they don't care about you, but if their team, which at the end of the day is just individuals, right? Like they just yeah. have a marketing team or a social media influencer team or whatever. Yeah, just attention to detail can take you a long way. Yeah. S- Steph Curry confirms he ditched Nike because they got his name wrong. That's so bad. <laughs> but that had it. Uh, does it say what year? Yeah, it's probably uh, way before seven sixteen. Eh, so maybe three or four years in the league. I think. I think he's my grade. I think he graduated high school in 07. and so I think he did four years at Davidson, maybe three. So that's probably takes us to 2012, 2012. So it looks like it happened in, in – uh, he's been signed with the Under Armour since 2013. Okay, so then it was probably a rookie. So I, I'm not trying to make Nike an excuse, right? But no one knew Steph was going to be <sighs> yeah. what he is. How could you ever know? Yeah, he went nuts in college, but there's like miracle runs all the time in March Madness, you know, and you just never really know. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, it's worse than this. Okay. It's, okay, I'll, I'll just give you the thing. Yeah, give him the rundown. Qu- quick intro. I'm Jim. That's Mike. We're here all the time. That's Joe. He's Grinstein. not here. All, he is here all the time. He's but here, not all, the here time, all the time, but not back here with us. All uh, the time. Strength and conditioning coach, Hyperthrive, Sacramento, California. If you guys want to become a better athlete, especially in baseball, but kind of anything, Joe is your dude. Um, love having him around. We're always talking shop in the gym, so we figured we'd bring him on and talk more shop and shit here. Appreciate okay. it. The pitch meeting, according to Steph's father, Dell, who was present, kicked off with one Nike I official. I bet you Dell, not to interrupt, but I bet you Dell was sponsored by Nike. Oh, his dad probably. was like almost an NBA all-star. Like he won a three-point competition. Like his dad yeah. wasn't, you know, like everyone's like, oh yeah, my dad was in the league and his dad was in the league for like six months. Like yeah. Dell was a legitimate pro. Yeah. That's the one thing, because no one knew Steph was going to be Steph. Steph's going to go down as one of the top 10 players of all time. Yeah. But no one knew that. But you knew his fucking dad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, okay. So one Nike official accidentally addressing uh, <laughs> Stephen as Stefan. The moniker, of course, of Steve Urkel's alter oh, ego true. in Family Matters. What do you know about that youngin? Nothing. You know. Absolutely. Jim, you know? Uh, just a little bit. Just oh, they're just a super high waisted silly pants. When I was a kid, like um, TGIF, yeah, was yeah. everything. Yeah. So every Friday, ABC, which one's owned ABC. by Disney? ABC, yeah, would have like four shows in a row that were all like family shows. Like that's where Full House was. That's where uh, Boy Meets World was. That's where even Fresh Prince was. I think. Yeah. And then so. Family Matters. Oh no, Fresh Prince had to be on NBC. Oh, different. Yeah, I think. So then, yeah, I don't know either. But either way, uh, some of those shows, maybe it moved. Who fucking knows? But yeah, the, the but, new ones on yeah. it, it's NBC. So I thought it was. Oh, anyway. uh, maybe. Family Matters, I feel like, was probably the third tier of those. Although Steve Urkel is iconic. Right. But like, Boy, uh, maybe Boy Meets World was the third tier. Full House, everyone fucking knows. Mm, yeah. Family Matters, some people know. Wonder Years? That's before me. Okay. Yeah, I think that's before Shh, me. Baby. Yeah, you anyway. beat me. <laughs> beat me. But uh, Steve Urkel, fucking iconic, and Stefan. So Steve, you know Steve Urkel? Yeah. So Stefan, within the show, Steve Urkel's a nerd, right? And he builds a machine to make him, like, cool. And so he hops in the machine, and he comes out as Stefan, who looks like an R&B singer. You know, he's got a fucking, he's all hot and shit. His glasses disappear. He got perfect eyesight. And that's who <laughs> Stefan is. Well, that, yeah. Okay, well, no, you can see how this is a problem. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's multiple layers of problem, I think, within this. I don't want to hop into, like, racism, but you just throw, like, a French accent on, like, a black name. And, like, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not what we do here. Yeah, it's like Target. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard some people pronounce his name wrong before, says Del Curry. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that I didn't get a correction. Yeah. It got worse from there. A PowerPoint slide featured... Kevin Durant's name. Nice. Presumably left on by accident. Presumably residue from repurposed materials. I stopped paying attention after that, Dell says. Though Dell resolved to keep a poker face throughout the entirety of the pitch, the decision to leave Nike was in the works. It is hard for NBA. Again, I don't want to. I just try to be empathetic towards everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Nike signs like. How many people are in the NBA? 420? They sign probably 300 of them. Yeah. Like, if you're in the NBA, and obviously to varying degrees. Now, you're yeah. not going to get a signature shoe, and you're not going to pay 10 mil. I'm sure it's similar with baseball, right? Like, if you make it to the majors, you're going to get signed by something. Baseball is wild now. So, for the longest time, baseball was majestic. 
Right. All the, the all the is jerseys. that an adjective or is that a company? It's a both. company. <laughs> I know. But, I thought he was so, describing. He's like, we're both. not basketball players. R- Rawlings we're majestic. Is, I, <laughs> Rawlings is not both, but majestic is. I've both. never heard of majestic in my life. Right. So, but if you look at the old jerseys, it's majestic material. Interesting. And I think they they must have had that contract forever. Yeah. Because they don't do anything else. So Nike got the contract to make the uniforms two years ago. Oh, is that recent? Yeah. Nike's so taking over hard because so they have Nike. fucking uh, NBA and NFL. Mm-hmm. And so it used to be, if you were a really good player, you got signed by Nike, like a small percentage of the league, right? But still a, a decent percentage. But now that Nike knows their logos on everything, they're not giving anyone deals. Interesting. It's like the top wow. 2% of the league. Yeah. And then... It kind of makes sense not to be biased towards basketball, but yeah. like a shoe in basketball is like everything. Like, if you follow any sneaker or, like, clothing place on Instagram or blogs, they literally daily feature best shoes of the week, and they're all basketball players. Yeah, because they they can moonlight as streetwear. Right. right? Where, like, baseball, nobody's wearing the Mike Trout. Right. He's the best baseball player in the world. You'd be better off with, like, a signature hat. Yeah. Like, that makes sense for baseball. And that is the thing, right? Like, everyone's owned a snapback or a fitted of a baseball team. I would say that Shohei Otani just entered the chat, though, about (laughs) about best best baseball player. Yeah. You got to see that person. He, in in person, Yeah, he's one of the most impressive athletes I've ever seen. Really? Really? He's huge. Really? And it's like... Now you're talking my language. Yeah, I mean, he's like 6'5", but... It's just crazy when you see a person who's like 6'5", but they're still built like an athlete. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not gangly. They're yeah. not anything. They still move and sprint. Like, ugh. Because typically they're Unreal. one or the other. They're going to be like a Steph Curry, and they're 180 pounds soaking wet, yeah. and they move like a freak, but still you're like, well, you don't look that way. Yeah. Or the opposite. They're going to be like 280, yeah. fast and strong, but they don't look like a ton. Even in the NFL, mm. right? Like, you see yeah. Miles Garrett, and he's already he's in this batch of freaks, and then you're like, oh. You're freakier than a freak. Yeah. Like you're something completely different. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in that category. It's crazy because a lot of baseball players aren't right. Like Ken Griffey was. Like yeah. that dude's throwing down like three sixty dunks and shit. Yeah. You know, but like that's not everyone. Barry Bonds was pretty freaky. Yeah, pre well, pre a, and post steroid. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a skill based sport that like if you really do from a very young age get great at the skill, you're just gonna keep moving up the ranks. Yeah, like, you're gonna keep putting in the numbers. You're going to play well enough to keep moving. Um, but now it's getting to the point where there's a ton of freaky athletes, yeah. too, especially pitching now. Did you just see a kid from the University of Tennessee? College. 105 miles an hour. Yeah. Three times in one game. I mean, that's uh, there stupid. Are, yeah. There are more pitchers hitting 100 now than there have ever been in the major leagues, I think. Oh, by far. By we, far. We did yeah. a little 10-minute uh, on that, but maybe we can hop in before we go into our major topic uh, of – because everyone always says when something like that comes up, like, oh, training technology's gotten better and, you know, how we understand nutrition. I'm like, I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> like, like I don't care how much micro and macronutrients you're eating a day. I'm not all of a sudden throw 100. And I don't care if your strength and conditioning has gotten that much better. You're not throwing five mile per hour more on yeah. a guy's pitch. It's kind of like the vertical jump. And that's is the topic yeah. of the day. Like shit like that. Everyone's like, oh, dude, we'll get 10 inches of vertical out of you. I'm like, you're not. Yeah, like it maybe someone who's totally detrained, mm-hmm. and then you train something, you'll get ten inches. But you're not going to put ten inch vertical. I don't care what magic sauce you have on Vince Carter. Yeah, on a professional athlete. Yeah, or or even like a collegiate guy. You know, like yeah, you might be able to squeak out an inch or two. I'd be interested to see because 
in the last 10 years, there's been a huge progression of velocity in baseball. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, like, with baseball, pitch velocity, what it's done, let's say, over the last 50 years versus, like, the 100-meter sprint. Like, how has that progressed over time? Because then you could really look at it, like, is it a baseball thing? Like, has baseball training gotten better or has human training gotten better? Or are more humans just competing so the pool of people is... Yeah. At a higher level of athleticism. Or are we all a little freakier? Yeah. Uh, are we just still I think that's, adapting? That's probably where I would go, especially because baseball is an interesting one. Powerlifting's easy. It's gotten more popular, so then more freaks show up. Yeah. But baseball hasn't taken like a huge leap of popularity, no, right? No. If anything, maybe it's gone backwards. I, I would like, say it's gone backwards. Like more kids, like my dad growing up, he ended up playing college football, but like he said everyone played baseball. He's like, baseball was the sport. And he grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, so there's a little bit of roots there, Midwest stuff and the Indians and whatever. But no way has the last 30 years all of a sudden every kid wanted to be a baseball player. There hasn't been that guy, right? Like basketball, for sure, because that guy was Jordan. Yeah, That guy was Jordan when I was a kid, and every kid wanted to be Jordan, right? Or or football, whatever it might be. Maybe a Tom Brady influenced some stuff, so more kids play it. Powerlifting, obviously, we have YouTubes mm-hmm. and podcasts exploded the sport. But baseball hasn't taken that leap. Mm-hmm. Which makes it even more interesting. Is it technology? I know you know Kyle played some pro, and you're obviously around the sport a lot. Some people say the balls get switched out here and there. Uh, that's it. apparently a huge problem huge. this year. Yeah. So like, huge. is that allowing guys to yuck it a little harder? And I mean, if you're the MLB, yeah, you're gonna yeah. give them whatever baseball you can. You would imagine. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I would say that the popularity of baseball has dropped drastically, yeah. especially watching baseball, and it's because. I don't know, like it's the attention span of people these days. And like you can very easily see entertainment is going to a place where it's just faster. Like you have to catch attention faster. You have to keep attention better. And baseball is not, I mean, I love baseball. I'm around baseball. I do not watch baseball. I wonder why though, too, just to play devil's advocate, because I do agree with you, but then like golf's gotten more popular. Yeah, yeah. You not, know what not I mean. With me, I think but the yeah. pandemic, no, but, it, but the pandemic for sure. was massive. And I bring that yeah. up because I know you like golf too. But you yeah. know what I mean. But you think like, oh, maybe baseball could. Yeah, because that's such a slow sport, and it's golf. outdoors. Yeah, yeah golf's boring as fuck. I love playing golf. I'm yeah. never gonna sit down and be like, dude, I gotta watch this. Yeah, no shot. Yeah, the outfits are dumber. Like they're getting better. <laughs> yeah, but like baseball's cool. You know yeah. the hats, the fucking. You know, like it's a cool sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. It's also you know like sociology. It's interesting. Well, the thing I would would say is like, how long did it take before before the mile, you know, was it, the mile was oh, at a yeah, yeah. at a limit? Well, maybe for forty something years, and then it was broken the four minute mile, right? Yeah, and, and then, then like eighty people, and then and then it happened again, you know, forty days later. Yeah, it Do was you think like pitchings like that. Maybe I, I think it's I think it's a mental thing. It's yeah. like, oh, this is possible. Okay, mm-hmm. this is possible. It's possible for if it's possible for that guy, then it's possible for me. Yeah, they say powerlifting too. Like uh, yeah. I don't know the exact gym. I don't think it was Westside, but some gym has a story of that where like there was only one dude. Everyone's like deadlifting 600, 700. And one dude fucking it's, smashes eight, and it's, then it's Westside. Is it Westside? Yeah. yeah, and then like three dudes smash eight, and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. That is weird, yeah. just because you see it happen. Yeah, or you like believe it's or more possible when you see it. And so, like, if this college kid is seeing Trout or whoever fucking lighting it up, and he's like, dude, why can't I light it up? Yeah. Because technique couldn't have gotten that much crazier. Genetics, for sure, if you're comparing it to, like, the 40s, yeah. The, you know, like, there's more there's more freaky athletes in the MLB now than there were the 40s. Sure, I can give you that. But it's not like within the last four years there's freakier athletes. No. What you know? has changed from a technical standpoint, though, is, like, I – 
in our facility, we have something called Pro Play AI. And it is just a phone application that we pay for, but it gives us biomechanical analysis just through a phone. Yeah, to kind of optimize where the elbows go in or the shoulder yeah. or the hips. Yeah, yeah. It, put, it pinpoints shoulders, hips, like gives you uh, efficiency, what's the hip-to-shoulder yeah. separation, how much external rotation is happening at foot plant. So it is like we used to look at a kid and be like, well, I think if you did this, you might be a little bit better. Yeah. But now we can be like, no, if you get to this external rotation at this foot plant, it's going to have this effect. How much of that have you seen in person change? And is there an age group difference? Because like basketball, not that velocity and stuff matters as much, but we yeah. talk about consistency with your shooting. Yeah. And I only say basketball because it's the only thing I've coached mm-hmm. at that like precision level. I mean, yeah. lifting, but lifting's boring. Um, and so we're always looking for consistency. But at some point in age, even if their shit's a little weird, but if they're making jumpers, you won't switch it, right? Yeah. You start to get to like, even a junior and senior in high school, we're not going to rework your jumper. Yeah. Like, especially if you're good. Yeah. If you're bad, sure, we'll fucking fix anything because who cares? You're only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, but if you're like college recruit or even have dreams of it or you're the best player on the team and your jumper's just a little funky, we probably won't switch it much. Yeah. Um, right? Like I'd imagine if a guy's throwing 98 and he's in college or minor leagues, you're probably not going to fuck their shit up a bunch, right? Because, like, what if it goes the other way? Yeah. Well, we had a really good example of this. Uh, this guy named Jimmy Herget. I trained him for three years. He moved- Why does every baseball player have, like, such names? <laughs> <such> Jimmy <laughs> Herget. Yeah like, that's, yeah. like, that's out of a video game or a magazine. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> and he's, he's from Tampa, so he's since then moved back to Tampa, but he plays for the Angels now. And this dude will sit, like, 93 to 96, and he's, like, he's hit 100 before. So he's, like, a super freak, yeah. right? But if you saw him walking down the street, you would never know. This yeah. dude's like 6'2", 180, super gangly. And like from a traditional standpoint, his mechanics are very odd. Super, super odd. So with a guy like that, like what are you going to tell him? Yeah. I mean, what is he going to go from 94 to 96 to 95 to 97? Right. Or are you going to try to make a change in everything that makes him unique and who he is? You mess that up. Or and then, injury, like, right? If he goes full traditional exactly. and even does 98, but his body's so used to doing this weird shit. Yeah. So with with a case like that, like, just fucking keep him healthy. Yeah. Like, stress his body so that he becomes a little bit more resilient and robust. But then, on the other end of that, if you're with a 13-year-old and he's throwing 60 miles an hour, like, throw some changes at him and see if it, it yeah. makes effect. Yeah, if he's but all then, sidearm and shit and you know his elbow's going to get funky. Yeah, but then from there as well, okay, at least if we make changes, now we have object, objective and immediate feedback. True. Whereas before, it was like, oh, yeah, that looked better. Yeah, because like I mean, lifting's like that. To keep it as simple as possible, like when you were growing up playing basketball, if you had a slow-motion video camera with you every time you trained, would that have helped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Right? Like yeah. that's that's crazy we even had that. I yeah, remember yeah. I was I graduated in 2012. Like I that's we had phones right? right but every time i was in the cage it's not like my phone had a good enough video camera to give me slow motion or the and, memory or yeah. it's all pixelated even how crazy has cameras even gotten like obviously up Jim's alley in the yeah. last like 12 years wild stupid yeah on a I my mean, dad my dad was like I've, i feel like kind of on the cutting edge of that shit like people film themselves like film was a thing when i was in high school mm-hmm. but like not at like lower levels and like recruiting tapes were a thing, but not really a thing, you know, like recruiters would still come out a bunch, but my dad bought a, a camcorder and it was right in that gap. So it was a mini DVD camcorder. Oh wow. Yeah. Which went like 
hot shit for like six months and then obsolete six months later. Completely done. Oh, I still yeah. have them somewhere. Like a bunch of mini, mini DVDs. DVDs. Dude, it's crazy. Every single game I ever played in high school. Did mini DVDs come before DVDs? No, they no. came like just after and then they disappeared and went back to DVD. Mini DVDs were the VHSC of yeah. of DVDs. Which and so, they do make tiny, sense. Yeah. Like they held similar data to a full DVD and shit. And, and then Blu-ray was a thing for six months. <laughs> we went yeah, straight you, to streaming. You like, got yeah. fucked if you bought a Blu-ray player. Yeah. And what a waste. Super fucked if you bought an HD DVD player. Yeah. I that was the competing that. technology. It's like beta oh, really? and v- yeah. yeah, beta and VHS. The in in for digital it was uh HD DVD superior technology yeah but porn chose blu-ray <laughs> game over dude and porn over. decides the world for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah. for sure uh, that's because like old dvds they take like an hour to spin up it sounded like a top in there you yeah. know it sounded like a fucking turbo in a fucking diesel ram <gasps> <laughs> and then your movie would start <laughs> so stupid that's awesome uh i guess on topic of the day um tiktok I'm, I'm sure YouTube, even though I don't watch it as much, mm-hmm. um, and I'm probably in the baseball world, but for some reason, in the in the regular world, not even in the NBA or collegiate guys, even though it might be their pseudo-celebrity trainers, everyone's obsessed, and, and I get it, I was that way too, with, with increasing their vertical and increasing their sprint speed mm-hmm. and all these things. And like any real coach I've worked with, and maybe your, your experience is different, is like you kind of even just said it right there. I'm like, I, I have this guy. I'm going to make him a little more durable, a little bit more robust. I'm not thinking like how can I get this pretty good hitter or a really good hitter to get to first base three seconds faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think people look at humans like they look at like their cars, like we're fast and furious. Like, you just bolt on it. Yeah, Yeah. you bolt on a turbo, and now my Honda Civic rips. Mm -hmm. But like, if a guy's a pretty good athlete, how can we make him a little more durable? Or if 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 he's really good at a game, football, basketball, baseball, soccer doesn't matter. How can we maybe make him a little bit stronger? Maybe a little bit faster if you catch him young enough, or maybe Mm -hmm. fix some running mechanics. Like I used to do running drills, and I think they had some help. Yeah. But like, if you're a freak athlete. Are we going to be doing ladder drills and and all this nonsense with like Adrian Peterson or Reggie mm-hmm. Bush? Like yeah. you think that guy's going to become a better running back by doing a ladder drill? Like he can't shuffle his feet? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, that's all he can do. Yeah. Like he shuffles <laughs> yeah. his feet the fucking best. Yeah. Why are we doing ladder drills all day? And yeah. so, um, you know, we can name names or we can not name names. There's a lot of vertical jump shit going on mm-hmm. that I feel like and maybe you can dig in deeper on what exercises you think are, are valid that are getting popular out of nowhere and what aren't. Like walking backwards on a treadmill is like the shit right now. Yeah, I see bodybuilders talking about it. I see pseudo-athletes talking about it. And I do think there's some application when you're in your 30s and your 40s and you're you're not an athlete. You don't play pro sports. You work at a desk to like quote-unquote train like an athlete. Yeah. I get that. Hey, man, you know, I, I want my guys to be able to bend over and twist, and I want to play pickup basketball till I'm 50, which is 100% possible, mm-hmm. versus how I train. You know, I train very linearly with a barbell. Yeah. Right? Like, playing basketball would be a little tough right now, for sure. Yeah. But it's just not my goal. But I feel like they always translate that to athletes, or say they pick it from athletes. Yeah. And if I'm training a pro athlete, shout out to our boy Jacob Ross, who's worked with Matt Forte and Luol Dang and pro bowlers and all-stars left and right. I've never once, and maybe he has, you know, I don't want to speak for Jacob, but like. I should text him. Yeah, but like (laughs) Luol Dang, before like Andre Drummond was like the the best guy in the NBA that guarded LeBron James. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Luol can fucking move. Yeah. He's 6'8 and moves like a fucking ballerina. Yeah. 
you can just do ladder drills with that cat all day. Yeah. Like I think it, I think he knows how to slide sideways. Yeah, you know. So like, what's that look like from from your coaching perspective? And maybe you know we can put on like a Coach Joe hat, and then we can put on like because uh, how you and I talk sometimes in, when we're talking shop out there, it's more as uh, consumers. Yeah, you know, we talk sometimes like, man, I watch this on Instagram, and this is fucking annoying. Yeah, but it's different when you're analyzing it as a coach. Yeah, well, I think. That's a really good point because I am a producer and a consumer. Yeah. And I, at right now, I like producing. I fucking hate consuming. It's it. rough. It's like. <laughs> it's a rough time period. We'll go into that in a little bit, though. But to address the question as far as, let's talk about elite athletes and then we'll talk about the person who trains outside of their nine to five. Yeah. For an elite athlete, I think an issue comes because strength and conditioning coaches or performance coaches we put our value in our ability to increase that athlete's performance mm. rather than being a resource for them to still continue playing their sport at the level they do as long as they can. Yeah. Why do you think that's even part of the culture? Um, because, because I'm getting paid, so I got to do yeah. something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we, it's like if I don't increase his vert, is he going to pay me next year? Yeah. If I don't increase his sprint, yeah. is he going to see me valuable enough to put me on his salary? Like anything like that. Yeah. Or and even like like how they look, although it should have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I remember when Dwight Howard was killing in the NBA when he was with Orlando and he was jacked. jacked. So and so jacked. everyone just made him a specimen because of that. Yeah. But there's, I mean, Kevin Durant's a freak. Yeah. That dude's skinny as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how you look doesn't always play a game. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan didn't look like shit. Even when he lifted weights, he didn't look like shit. And that yeah. dude's the freakiest freak ever. Yeah. Right. I think for me, the way I look at it is it's my job to maintain balance and fill in gaps. So when I'm programming, a lot of the times, my biggest priorities, is this balanced as far as like a cohesive and everything that he's doing in his life? So I'm looking at his training, his skill training, how he's eating, how he's sleeping. How can I provide this athlete with more balance? Because what they're doing in their sport is not balanced. Yeah. Like when you were playing basketball, if you were only playing basketball, that's putting very specific stresses on specific parts of the body in specific ways. Yeah, especially something like baseball, which is even more specific. Yeah, yeah. I'm swinging in one direction, yeah. throwing, one, throwing arm one arm only. Yeah. yeah, and I'm doing that for half the year. If we're lucky, most kids are playing, you know, full year now, yeah. which is crazy. But so how as a, as I am programming, like how as a coach can I fill in the gaps? So as a baseball player. Yeah, they're going to be rotating rotating extremely powerfully. Um, they're going to be throwing, and they're going to be sprinting. A lot of people would bring them into the gym, have them throw med balls, have them throw baseballs, swing, and sprint. Yeah. So it's like, did I maintain or create any balance in that athlete's when life? When we have chocolate cake for all my fatties, yeah. I know Joe's going in way too smart here. If we have chocolate cake, we can't be all emoting with chocolate ice cream. Uh huh. That's asinine. Yeah. And um, should be straight illegal. No, Jim, don't do it to me. <laughs> we need that vanilla. might be really good though. <laughs> we need vanilla a la mode with my chocolate fudge. I got yeah. a better one. Don't put a hat on a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're that monkey in that book that my mom read me a hundred times. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Is it a monkey or was it a human? It's a monkey. I think it's a, it's a bunch of monkeys. I don't know. I get confused with well, it's, a hu- it's a human that's mm-hmm. selling the hats. The monkeys are buying the hats. them. Oh, bastards! Yes. Why do they always make monkeys the off trees. to be the enemy? Uh, 
He's, they're know. the bad guy in the Jungle Book. I don't know. They ripped that woman's face off. I don't know. There's some. There's a lot of monkeys on fucking TikTok. Yeah, really. And they're so cute, you know. And it makes me again want like, damn, I need a pet monkey. I need a monkey. Yeah, it'd yeah. be lit. Or listen to Mike Tyson talk about some of his pets. I'm like, fuck. Do I need a lion? Oh yeah, he does. He has like a zoo, basically. Yeah, I think right? he has eight tigers. That's it seems unnecessary. He said. <laughs> he said some of them sleep in bed with him. Uh, he's uh, like you guys and he's like <laughs> I do like Mike Tyson a lot so it's hard <laughs> but he's like talking shit on other tiger owners yeah. and he's like he's like you guys are like raising them for money and I get it it's like dogs right yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of shit breeders are just doing it for money and then some people you know really care about dogs and how the process goes he's like yeah I sleep with my tiger so he's saying he's not the tiger king that's it. he was talking shit on the tiger king yeah. kind of he's like Joe's like funny or whatever but um, yeah. are they like declawed no I don't think so he he just says he understands him. Did Ed Cohn have a tiger? No, he for sure had a white tiger. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy stat. Don't quote me, but there's like there's more tigers in captivity in Texas than I think free in the entire world. Yeah, wow. and and like five times. Talk the about amount. unnecessary. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Five times the amount of of captive tigers in like America compared to free in the world. Yeah, we're fucking. Crazy. And they're like personally owned. It's not like rehabilitation places or you know. Habit. So, so you're talking about private tigers, is what you're saying? Like f- fucking circus. Yeah. Like yeah. Joe, whatever. Crazy Joe. That oh. was a long tangent to go. But we can't, if we're sprinting and swinging to my left all day, yeah. we don't need to be on the cable doing wood chops all day. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Okay. And then, so, so to go to the other side of the spectrum with that, we, we basically said that baseball players or athletes are getting a ton of variability. So a lot of different types of movement, a lot of different types of stress. So maybe when we bring them into the gym, we need to actually simplify what we're doing, make it super basic as far as what are the goals are and what kind of stresses are we trying to place on the body. But then if you swing it to the other side of the spectrum and we're talking about your everyday human, they're getting zero variability right. in their movement. You know, if somebody is driving to work, sitting, I know everybody says this, but sitting at work, then you go home and you sit and you go home and you sleep. So really... Their training, if we're trying to create balance in their life, it should actually increase in variability. Or even even the best situation, you're jogging on the treadmill for 10 minutes and doing preacher curls. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the best yeah, of sure. that type of person. Yeah. And I think it should be a goal that, like, you know, if I have to run at some point, I shouldn't blow out my hamstring. Yeah. Like, it, I think as a human... You should have basic abilities as far as like if somebody invites you to go play spike ball, you should be able to go play spike ball. If you want to go and play a pickup game of basketball, I think you should be able to do that. And I I think to me, as far as just humans, like when I'm training adults, I want you to be able to do whatever makes you stoked about life. And I think training has to reflect that. And that's going to be totally different for everybody. Well, like you, a lot of people are into like skiing. Yeah. But they'll do it like three months out of the year and then nothing the rest of the year. Exactly. And so they're just in pain. Yeah. And so they probably stop skiing. I'm making some of this up, but I'm sure I know someone that goes through this. Yeah. And then they they ski and they start to get a little older, even in their 30s, sadly. Mm -hmm. And then they only do that three-month activity of skiing and they have to stop skiing because skiing makes them hurt so bad. Yeah. Because the other six, nine months are doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think your training should just reflect whatever you enjoy and whatever you want to do in life. And I, I don't know, like everybody's... I mean, again, we're going back to consuming. I don't like consuming content now because people place so much pressure and try to make it so complex as far as training. Like we're giving this 40-year-old person 
who basically doesn't even train hard. Yeah. And we're like shitting on their exercise selection or going into the weeds about very detailed and precise things that they need to need to be doing with their exercise selection. And I'm like, at the end of the day, that guy doesn't give a fuck. Like he wants to go play basketball. Right. Yeah. Like give him the simplest possible thing he can succeed at and make sure he's training hard squat something kind of hip hinge something yeah maybe some kind of cardio and you'll be good i'm like literally 95 percent of people don't even train hard yet right like encourage people to train hard and encourage them to find a way to enjoy it bro if i have someone who does nothing kind of like your Mm -hmm. right the desk the food the sleep guy i could literally increase their vertical jump (laughs) by having them walk every day a mile yeah and are you sure. going to, but then the, the, the bigger question of this whole episode is like, do these creators, the producers on the internet or in person, because there's just as many shitty coaches in person as they're on the internet, the internet, their voices are just louder. Are they just sick marketers or do they really believe in their own bullshit? Like that's like me saying, because it, it is 100% true that if I take a sedentary person and I'll say, I can add eight inches to your vertical if you walk a mile every day. Mm-hmm. That's very likely to happen. Well, yeah, they're just going to lose weight. It's physics. They're going to lose weight. They're going to get blood in their legs, and they're going to actually build muscle in their legs because they literally don't. They're walking around like uh, the fat guys in Wally. Yeah, you know, in the fucking scooters. Yeah, yeah. right. So there's something good's going to happen from that stimulus. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to go on TikTok and say best ways to increase your vertical: walk a mile every day. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's how this yeah works yeah. Uh, right now in content creation yeah so are these people just sick marketers with uh slightly less and i don't want to judge anybody here you know i like capitalism I judge everybody <laughs> all the time right? uh, uh, beg to differ are, are are there morals maybe just less you know less uh yeah. um, sturdy than our morals or are because I, I would judge that person differently if they truly fucking believe that that the sled it fixes all issues. Yeah. Or or whatever it might be, a full range squat or whatever the fuck that your tibia makes you jump through the roof for some reason, even though it has no attributes in triple extension, which has to do with all sprinting and jumping. Mm-hmm. Not to throw, you know. I think, <laughs> well, just to like describe where I'm at, because I'm, I think I'm in like a very cynical place with this right now. You, dude, you're literally, you got to stop coming to third street. You're going to become I, a hater <laughs> like me. Straight up, dude. <laughs> fuck. Well, but, when I'm on Instagram right now, I'm not on TikTok, but I'm, I assume it's even worse. It is. It feels like when you were a kid on summer break and you're up at like 3 a.m. watching TV and you get all the shitty infomercials mm. and it's just like one after the other. That's what Instagram feels yeah. like to me right now. I just, I do truly believe most people in the fitness industry have a very positive thing that they're trying to create. Like they're trying to create a positive influence on the world but they're being so pressured to try to match that intention with the algorithm yeah. mm-hmm. that, that like the disconnect is there. Yeah. Their intention is great, but the only way they can get their message through that they really truly believe in is by selling the fuck out to the algorithm. 100%. Like, and, 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 and even within that, I was talking to uh, some homies who, who are physical therapists and strength and conditioning coaches. And, and in particular, if we want to encapsulate what is being blown out is mm-hmm. it's exercise selection. Uh, and that is because you can make one up. Yeah, that exercise selection is bad. Let me show you a better one. And Ooh. this movement, because I do it this way, is different than anyone else does it. I mm-hmm. can't do that with volume, frequency, 
other factors of nutrition. I can't make up a new protein. Yeah. I can't make up. Uh, well, you can. Well, and it's people just, it won't exist so, in the real world. And these can, things happen. Yeah, you know, people yeah. say, "No, man, you got to have broccoli, not kale." Like there's, but there's less creators and coaches saying that. Mm-hmm. There's also ways you can do it with rep ranges and volume. Mm-hmm. It's just less likely. But there, I literally did one on TikTok yesterday. A guy, dead serious face, says, "You're not gaining muscle because you're not doing sets of 12. <laughs> oh Lord, you know. <laughs> and so like. But 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 the amount of people that make that type of content are less. But the amount of people that do that with an exercise, this squat is so much better than this squat. Yeah. This hip hinge is so much better than this hip hinge because it's my hip hinge. Yeah. So it's people, greater because because there is an ounce of mystery in talking about the algorithm. When you show something new, mm-hmm. it's going to do better. Yeah. Honestly, and that's why my Instagram's dying. Because I ain't gonna make shit up. Because yeah, deadlifts are always gonna be deadlifts. And bossu balls. I saw some stuff on bossu balls. People going nuts. I'm like, yeah. Is that a tool? Yeah. Is it have some application? Yeah. Probably somewhere. But like, is that is that a secret to unlocking what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. Or, or is that the piece? Is that what that college is? The bossu ball being used so incorrectly that the college kid who's throwing 104s coach tapped into the bossu ball, mm-hmm. and that's why he's better than us. Like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. That's not the answer. We don't know the answer, why that kid's throwing heat, but that's not it. Yeah. I think I think that's a great point, the exercise selection thing, because I see that a lot. Yeah. And that's one thing that frustrates me is because at the end of the day, we all know that the most important thing is training with intensity and consistency. And, and I don't give a fuck what variation you're doing if you're not training hard. And what you yeah. said, I think filling the gaps yeah. And that goes for every extra, every every athlete ever. If you mm-hmm. fill a gap that you're missing, you're going to do better. And and that's not like weak point training. You know, people might take that wrong. We're not necessarily saying that either. Confuse your muscles. Yeah, but like, if if, if you're benching five days, we'll put it in meathead terms. If you're yeah. benching five days a week, squatting twice and deadlifting once, and your bench is going great, and the other two aren't moving the same, the gap could be frequency there, right? Mm-hmm. Like like it can be simpler terms mm-hmm. than. Because it does get complicated when you get you get running athletes and 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 sports yeah. like soccer where they're doing they demand so much of their body. Yeah. What's a gap there? Because the guy's doing everything right. Yeah. Um, but that's why real strength coaches are real strength coaches. You, our boy Ram, you know, a bunch of really good coaches out there. Jacob, mm-hmm. compared to an Instagram guy who thinks he can increase someone's vertical with a magic pill. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The- it feels like people on the internet are interested in in some kind of crazy unknown efficiency, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not they ever intend to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably don't even do it. Or they're interested in some kind of crazy, stupid volume, even you know, in the course of a workout or in the course of a day or in the course of a week, that they're also probably not going to do. Right. Yeah. But they're fascinated or by. Or stick to, like Joe yeah. said, consistency. Yeah. Uh, they're fascinated by it. there's like the 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 people who consume fitness content on social media what percentage do we think are actually performing fitness in real life right well and then the all right so the other issue with that same point okay let's say somebody does go on tiktok finds a new row variation that they love or that they think is going to be more beneficial for them Two weeks later, somebody shits on that row variation and gives them another one. Right. They've only trained that row variation for two weeks, and then they can it. Yeah. You've gotten nothing out of that. Right. Yeah. I know so many people who have been on, like I have a lot of buddies who are bodybuilders, who have no fucking idea about programming. Right. And they are 
jacked. Yeah, they look sick. Because they're they're a fucking meathead, and they right. go in the gym, and they work out till near failure every single time, six days a week. You're going to get jacked. Yeah, it's some variation of each muscle group. Yeah, I, I don't care what your exercise selection is. If you eat the right way and train like a fucking animal, you're going to be a beast. Like It yeah. does not matter whether you're targeting your lats in the most efficient positions. Yeah. Yeah, you're overextending on your rear delt fucking fly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. my trap's involved. Yeah, my trap's involved. Yeah. For real. Well, that's <laughs> another thing. That's like when people talk about like specifically targeting one muscle, I'm like, you guys don't understand. There's always co-contractions happening in the body. Yeah. Every muscle uh, is you, always You want me to piss you off? Yeah. There was a TikTok. I don't even know who this guy is. The issue is, is like old school bodybuilders and bro science guys try to get so creative with these exercises to mm-hmm. target a, you know, a certain muscle group, which is like fine. And there is something to that yeah, to some extent. For sure. But this guy's on a hammer strength press and he has an athlete and he said, you guys are doing every single press wrong. You're getting your, your forearms involved. And the forearm's taken away from my pec contraction. So we're going to do, and basically all he was saying was, and it was not, I don't want to give this guy any credit, but at least he was on a hammer strength and not a bench. Cause he's like, without saying it, he wanted them to do suicide grip. Mm. But like the anecdotal evidence is he literally had the kid, you know, the dude's 18. He said, grab the, the handles and press. And he grabs it with his thumb out and the guy taps his forearm and says, see, flexed and taps the guy's chest. See, like, nah, he said, now take your thumb off and sure your forearm flexors would be slightly more relaxed taps his forearm and he sees c peak contraction in the chest that makes no fucking no sense. yeah i just listened to it it's just, literally the opposite yeah. yeah when when you can flex a surrounding joint or muscle to the intended group you can move more weight yeah and if we can move more weight which primarily stimulates my chest mm-hmm. then over time i'm going to be able to add more volume get closer to failure getting close to failure with 315 great but to get beyond that if i can get close to failure with 330 i'm going to build more muscle over time mm-hmm. so why wouldn't i want my forearm to fucking yeah do something well that's <laughs> like in uh in baseball there's this bit it's so stupid there's this big debate as to whether baseball players should train with a belt or not train with a belt like are we supposed to use any equipment? Like a lifting belt. Yeah. yeah. Or any any wraps. You don't get to pitch with a belt. Straps. We're definitely not using a belt. That's the argument they know. use is you don't have a belt on the field. I'm like, yeah, I'm not carrying a bat around the fucking weight room <laughs> yeah. either. Like, yeah. it, that's, it doesn't Pitchers, make sense. yeah, they don't get a barbell. Yeah. But as an athlete, why would you not take every advantage you possibly can? If you think that trap bar deadlifting is beneficial because it's a compound lift, you create high amounts of tension, you're putting a ton of force into the ground. If I add a belt yeah. and I'm safer, I can put more force into the ground, I'm creating more tension. Which is literally proven a hundred times over. So you're getting more benefit of the things that you said you're benefiting from. Yeah. Why would I not? That was a big thing in powerlifting for a long time too, right? Because that's the more specific version of that where guys were huge on beltless training and not only evidence, but also the trend of coaches. A lot of guys don't do a lot of beltless stuff as much anymore. And mm-hmm. if you do, it's for a different intent. It's to yeah. purposely underload. Yeah. So I mean, what you were talking about with the demonstration of the flexed forearms yeah. versus the flexed pack, it reminded me of, I was just listening to a podcast this last week about the process of hypnotizing people on stage. Hmm. Oh. Real and, hypnotizing or uh, more like a marketing? Okay, well, I got I to gotta tell you, there is no real hypnotizing. Oh. I'm, uh, it, it, it doesn't... You're ex- into it? 
it, I don't know, dude. That's does. what I always used to think. Like at the state fair, when you go watch it, uh, like, yeah, try well, to follow him after. So, so here, here, the state fair guy's good. <laughs> so, but this is how this is how it works. You you get people to self select by telling them that it really works best on intelligent people. So they say, oh, well, I'm intelligent, so this is going to work. It's going to work really good. He can't, he can't win my self-deprecating and, ass. <laughs> and, then, and then there becomes a point where it is harder to not do the thing than it is to just do the thing that, that you're being told to do. Yeah. Art of persuasion a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so it a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. and a little bit of a, I, it's a performance. Placebo and I'm, or something? I'm in on it. I'm in on this performance. I'm in, and yeah, real hypnosis. Nah. But uh, I guess uh, to turn your truth, and I do believe you, into a positive, if that like placebo persuasion works for like cigarettes, because you hear some success stories. Well, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, but it, it's only because the person right. is going along with it's it. It's kind of like the, uh, the foam roll argument. Yeah. We're like, will that take away some pain? Sure. Does it solve an issue? Maybe not. But. If you are a better athlete with a foam roller, fucking foam roll your tits off, King, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. When people ask me, should I foam roll? I always ask them, do you feel good after you foam roll? And they're usually like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, oh, you should probably feel good. I first tell them they're a fucking idiot, like Bart. <laughs> Bart be foam rolling for like 45 minutes, and then I say, all right, man, keep foam rolling. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like minimum effective dose. Like if yeah. you're... If I'm waiting on you because you're foam rolling, I'm going to get pissed off. But yeah. if you want to come in 10 minutes early and foam roll yeah. and hammer yourself with a little gun, I don't, I don't really care. Some of that does like go full rotation because like body tempering, whatever that means, yeah. uh, was so fucking popular five years ago. Yeah. yeah, And then now it's slowly fading away as more, I guess, lack of a better term, science catches up or more evidence-based coaches words get more popular i i can honestly say that i have paid no attention at all to what the um what the science is saying about body tempering and something that never made any sense to me at all yeah you can't actually soften tissues by putting no. pressure on them in that way so i don't I think care. it's you probably know is it 3500 or thirty-five thousand pounds of force to actually manipulate fascia i think it's 3500 and like, mm. what the fuck is that? So, that's a fucking car flying at you. That might yeah. help your fascia. Well, that's, like, the funny thing is, like, people, like, I'll, I'll talk to kids, and they'll be like, yeah, but I'm like, basically, they are saying that they're changing the tissue. And right. I'm like, if your body was that easy to change, people would literally be a different shape after a football game. <laughs> then a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a human yeah. being would be a totally different shape yeah. after you, getting tackled. You would look like uh, uh, Terminator 2 when, when uh, <laughs> Robert Patrick's character gets you know, shot in the head yeah. and there's like part of it all over here and <laughs> yeah. this is all missing and that's what would be like. Like pitcher's arms would be longer. Yeah. yeah. Like one arm would be like three feet long. Great example. Yeah, yeah. you'd yeah. be stretch fucking arm strong. But I do think um, this is fucking, I am not quoting directly from anything science-backed. But basically... Dude, that's like, why the name, this saves us. Okay. Any bullshit Beautiful. we spew is always kind of protected. This is the other 50%. <laughs> I think what the concept is as far as uh, like what Theraguns do, what massage does, what any type of myofascial release does, is you're basically putting pressure and stimulus into the muscles, and based on the tone of that vibration, it's going to change the effect it has. So like a high vibration will get you kind of like amped. 
a low vibration will bring the. Now we're talking like yoga and fucking Rafiki shit. Well, if you think like, all right, if if I want my calf to loosen, what am I going to do? I'm going to put a very slow, yeah, yeah. like intense kind of pressure vibration on it. And then you see power lifters when they want to get amped up, they slap themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's dude, an example of just now you're trying to make me a fan of the gun because super fast vibration. You're a smart evidence based guy. There is something to those vibration plates too. Yeah. I actually don't really know about the vibration. So there is evidence, and don't quote me, I don't know exactly who did this study, but um, obviously these vibration plates have been around since the fucking like 40s for weight loss. Yeah. But there is something to a vibration plate, which is a high vibrating uh, piece of equipment, before uh, that can improve force into the ground. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's it's a different... It's a different form of potentiation. Like yeah, if you, it's a, yeah, exactly. If you go and you lift heavy, like you're going to go into the weight. And if you don't crush yourself. Like if you go and you hit a heavy squat yeah. and then you go and you dunk, you're yeah. probably going to feel fucking awesome. Yeah, the first time I really – like I've always kind of dunked, but they're always kind of like bitch made, you know? The mm-hmm. first time I yatted one uh, was right after a squat workout. I squatted yeah. 315 for the first time and I go back there and I fucking smack one. To go back – this is one thing I wanted to talk about. To go back to uh, like the corniness yeah. of the industry, because I think that's what we need, we want to talk about in this episode. I think a massive contributing factor is because all the time people are putting out content on TikTok or Instagram, it's quick and there's no, it's not evergreen, right? Yeah. So you literally have to be constantly coming up with something. And like, let's say you come out with a vertical jump program. That's a fucking hit. And you're like, oh, I'm in the bag. I'm making money. Like, let's go. This is how I'm going to make money for the rest of my life. In six months, you're like, fuck, I need another jump program. So you can't put out the same exact jump program. You got to come out with some bullshit. I need a new exercise or a new piece of equipment. And then literally every six months, it just gets watered down from what you actually believe. Another piece of the small bite-sized content is that they never have to explain themselves. Yeah. There's no, there's no, it doesn't have to be a full debate, but there's never a back and forth. And, and it nev- never has to go to depth. This works because you need one reason and then the video stops. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually give me real biomechanical reasons or mo- real physiology reasons why yeah. something works. Because nobody fucking wants it. And this is really sad. I called a kid out and I don't know his name, but, um, and I've heard about it. I never listened to these podcasts, but I've heard of at least three examples of coaches on the level that we're talking about that kind of, maybe bend some truths or really good salesmen, really good marketers, mm-hmm. which is a talent props to you that have gone on and were quoted as saying these type of exercises or these type of movements I do for social media. They're yeah. only 10 yeah. or 20% of what I use. I in, don't prescribe this to my athlete. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't the meat and potatoes of our actual workouts. That's just for social media, mm-hmm. which to me Again, not to sit on my moral high horse because I'm a piece of shit, but that is either if you want to be positive poly, really great marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. If you want to be Mike, that's selling out. Yeah. I think that's literally to me selling out. But other people clap that and say, no, that's really good marketing. And it is if, if, if. We're we're stuck in a capitalist society and I don't want to get fucking political, whether you choose to be or not. But I don't let that leak into my moral code. I let mm-hmm. my moral code leak into capitalism. Yeah. Well, I, I would say this. You got people who are um, buying this stuff hook, line, and sinker. And then on the other side, we have somebody in our Discord being upset because you have a, a, a relationship with C4 now. I know. And dude, I've gotten a couple hated on that. First thing, I've taken two sponsorships, two, in 12 years of creating content. <laughs> right? 
where where your favorite fit girl grabs a new supplement sponsor every three months. Yeah, yeah. for real. Like yeah. we've seen that a million times. And the sponsorships I took are these shoes, which I literally fucking bought. I'm no longer with Reebok, and I bought these motherfuckers, yeah. right? I grew up in Allen Iversons, yeah. right? Like, it's a fucking sneaker I like. And the second one is a caffeine source that I think tastes delicious. Yeah. It is actually it's pretty fucking good. I never <laughs> once said, like, yo, C4 is going to fucking best workouts of your life. Yeah. I said, I love caffeine. This caffeine source tastes yummy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work with this yummy source. Yeah, It's fucking wild. Yeah. Meanwhile, like you just said, a guy will tell you that... If you use your pinky toe correctly, you're going to do a 360 dunk, and they're jerking that fucker off. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the devil? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're the I, fucking I, worst. I, <laughs> I'm the sellout. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I've got a tweet from Kevin Bass, somebody that I follow who- You know Kevin Bass? Who, who, no. Follows, yeah, sm- follows me back. God bless him. Um, Sports science he type cat? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he is a- Big time debunker, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought this was particularly um, insightful relative to our conversation. To become famous as a health influencer, you have to say something new. The easiest way to say something new is to say something wrong. Correspondingly, mm-hmm. the majority of famous health influencers systematically say things that are wrong. Sadly, that's how the system works. And and then, as you point out, they never get corrected. And yeah. and they go on to the next thing, and there isn't anybody there saying, at least anybody that we see, because they could be deleting the messages, saying, hey, didn't you just say, you know, Two weeks ago, that that was bullshit. Or did you didn't you say two weeks ago that this is the best thing ever? Right. Yeah. So Why are you not doing best? it anymore? Yeah, this is yeah. the new best because they're just not they're not held accountable. Right. And I fucking have just deadlifted for twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> not much magic. Yeah. Well, uh, and well, the funny thing is now people, uh, a couple people specifically. If people fact check them and like you know cite their sources, this is why you're wrong. They'll be like, ah, the science hasn't caught up to me yet. Yeah, yeah. Which which, which is fuck like, off. Which, I mean, just that's right. such an egotistical thing to say. Just no, think, just wild. say this is my opinion. I really do believe this. Yeah. And like, you know what? People pay me to do it. We have a great relationship. I think I'm helping athletes. It's that easy. It worked really well for me and my athletes. Yeah, leave it there. Because yeah. you don't need the perfect science. And there is things, although I agree 100%, that's just an egotistical douchebag take. That is a thing. Like, there's always practice and then evidence. Yeah. It's never the other way around. And I would never say that anywhere. But there is also logic. Yeah. yeah. And there's also things that evidence has proved already work, right? Like, yeah. like mechanical tension and training near failure. Mm-hmm. So then we don't need to make up other shit, whether evidence has told us it works or not. We know the stimulus and adaptations to build muscle. Yeah. Right? So we don't need to make that you have to do sets of 12 up. Just because, and I bet you there isn't. We could probably find no study that says sets of 12 alone build muscle. No. Right? Because that's not how science works. But we have, we know exactly what builds muscle. But we know everything (laughs) else that does work. Yeah. yeah. So like someone who says, you're not building muscle because you haven't done sets of 12, evidence hasn't caught up with my theory. Yeah. Is correct, <laughs> right? Yeah, and same with like wrong. jumping. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And so most of them, I agree with you, are just douchebags trying to, you know, self fulfill prophecy that their shit don't stink and they came up with this magic. And then the other half are just yeah, ignorant trying to make clickbait shit. Yeah, yeah. can't you say this is a fun variation? I enjoy doing this. Like, That's yeah, my thing is like, training is so experiential. Like, if you experience. A positive effect from something, 
nobody can tell you that's wrong. Yeah, like, right. Phenomenology, like belief is real. If I believe that something I do is really beneficial for me, that belief does actually make a substantial effect. For sure. And like for me, my training, like I know I'm not doing exactly what I need to do to be as strong as me as a human can possibly be. But I love running. Like I'm really enjoying doing that. And I like doing bodybuilding shit. So like, you keep going. So I, so I keep running. I yeah. keep doing bodybuilding shit. Because every time I'm in the gym, I'm like, you know what? I'm having a fucking blast. And like at the end of the day, I don't, at this point, my priority is not how much my score yeah. is. Like I don't fucking care. If it is your priority, take every advantage possible to make that, you know, make your squat stronger. But 95% of people want to feel a little bit better about themselves, mm-hmm. want to look good naked, want to just be more confident. So just work at something that's going to make you more consistent at training, right? Like you tell you what, you're not going to set a world record in squat at this point. If like, if, if you're not already doing all the things you need to do. Well, and, and, and the truth is, is probably 95% of people aren't going to like the real answer. Yeah. You want to set a world record in squat, squat four times a week for 10 years. Yeah. That's probably your best option. I don't really care what you do within there. There's probably some things we can, you know, optimize with sets and reps and volume and you're eating, you're sleeping. But if you don't, if you're not already doing that, <laughs> dude, you're, you have no chance and you're not going to like that answer. I, I don't had, have a secret for you. I had this dude. He was probably like, I don't know. He's like uh, early twenties, maybe mid twenties. He might've been like 22, 23 at this time. And he had just started training with us, had zero training age, like had to learn how to squat, everything, like row, hinge, had never set foot in a gym before. And I got to know him decently well. He'd been training with us for like two months at this point. And uh, terrible physique. <laughs> Horrible physique. Comes up to me after a training session and he shows me a picture of this bodybuilder. Jacked. So like, and photo shoot ready. Shredded. Yeah. Has a tan on. Everything. And he's like, you know, this is my goal by like this time next year. And I laughed because I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, it's just so. I laugh. I, looking back, I feel yeah. so bad because I laughed dead in his face. That kid's never touched a barbell since. Dude. And it's I, I kind of extended the laugh, like waiting for him to laugh. Yeah. And he just stared at me. Yikes. And I was like, oh, you are dead serious. Yeah. And so I like changed my tone really quick. And now I'm like, all right, fuck. I got to try to make this yeah. kid feel Where do better. I buy my, where's my local steroid store yeah. for this so, guy? And then I, but then I'm like, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, dude, if everyone could get that jacked in a year, don't you think everyone would be jacked? Like that guy, I promise you, has been lifting and eating fucking phenomenally for at least a decade. And then he's thrown some steroids on top. Plus, of his genetics are probably not what any Way of ours are. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, shout out to my high school basketball coach, my first mentor. We had a, we had a, a saying called "sacrifice for the unknown." Mm-hmm. If you had to sacrifice for the known, yeah, everyone would do it. If you knew in 365 days of three days a week, this, that, and the other, eating this that, and the other, you get to look like Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. Everyone would do it. It would be much easier to accomplish. Now. If you have no clue what your uh, genetic potential is, you have yeah. no clue how strong you can get, which we don't, right? We can mm-hmm. take some guesstimates as coaches. Hey, this guy seems kind of strong. He might be able to get into the 600-pound yeah. range, or this guy's a freak. He could break world records. We can get an idea. If you have no clue where the end is, are you still going to show up and put in those three days a week, even though it might take 10 years? Yeah. Or it might never come. Yeah. Uh, and we use that reference more in sports, where you have to go hard and practice you have to show up to batting. You have to show up to stretch early. You have to show up to warm up early. And you may go to a game, and you're the best pitcher in the league, and you may get rocked. Yep. Someone may have it. It may be your one of your best pitching days, 
but it's his glory batting day miraculously. Yeah. And he's just gonna he's gonna flop you all day. Yeah. You but if we don't put in this work, mm-hmm. we don't even have the options or potential to succeed here. That is uh oh God, what's the quote? It's the the quote that our biggest fear is not that the, we are Yeah, the Coach Carter deal, but it's somebody else, what but is yeah. It? That, that uh yeah, it's way too smart for me. Our to say. biggest our biggest fear is not that we are not powerful enough. Our biggest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Yeah. And I used to think about that quote and be like, What the fuck yeah. does that mean? Like what <laughs> I was like like I'm trying to be powerful. My fear is my fear is not that I yeah. am. My fear too is powerful. heights and snakes. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? But, <laughs> but I I kinda like as I grew older I started Random to understand spiders. it. Yeah. And it was like our biggest fear is not that we aren't great enough. It's that we are great enough and we're not going to make the sacrifices to actually make it happen. Yeah. Like at the end of your career, if you look back and all you've realized is that, damn, I just didn't have the athletic potential, but like I really fucking worked at the unknown. That's so much better than if you realize like, Oh, I had all the potential in the world and I fucked it up. I'm the only one that could have done the work. Um, so yeah, I kind of like that. What is it? It's good. Work for the unknown. Sacrifice for the unknown. Sacrifice for the unknown. I like yeah, that. That's good. You would love my high school basketball coach. Yeah. Stud. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's a stud. Awesome. A lot of it, and a lot of it, even to that stuff, it, it does deal in with the marketing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with my following on the internet. Right. Yeah. I'm fine with my marketing, all that. I could probably wiggle my way to a million followers. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go over here in this sell outy thing, yeah. which is similar that I wouldn't be able to sleep as well as I sleep now. I go to yeah. bed without a single worry of the content, things I said. Like, sure, there's things in the past I'm like, dude, I sounded like a douchebag or whatever, right? That I'm not stoked on. But I've never crossed my moral code. I never yeah. have. And that's the one thing in 10 years that I'm most proud of of all my career in adulthood is I've never sold out. Yeah. And that's my definition. Everyone's definition of selling out is different, but. Yeah, well, there's more than one way to sell out, too, because, like, we could be, we haven't been naming names. Oh, yeah. We could have been naming (laughs) names. Oh, dude, if I blasted every single name I'm talking about in here, yeah, we go viral with the drama clickbait. So-and-so coach is a piece of shit, according to, right? But, like, I don't, one, I don't think that helps anyone. No. Like, yes, we have fun talking about this, and it's fun to kind of gossip, but what we're really trying to do is debunk things that aren't helping you and try to shine the light that the real process to all this is more complicated and less complicated than these folks try to make it seem. Yeah. Um, and that it's not sexy, right? Yeah. So like yeah. there is a purpose to this and I think all our listeners understand that. The world may not. Mm-hmm. The world sees us talking like this and just thinks that we're haters. But if you know more people who think like this, you should ask them to listen to this show. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah, I hate the little- we always like that. So. It, it, it's just hard, you know? And that's just always going to be a smaller niche, right? Yeah. Like, like who's the biggest- I can't even think right now, but like you compare the biggest fitspo or the biggest fitness presence on the on the world. Well, me and Bart were talking about it. Like it's probably The Rock, mm-hmm. right? Like if you consider who the biggest fitness person is on the world yeah. or biggest fitness influence, it's probably The Rock. What's his actual knowledge? And you compare him to Lane Norton, who I would throw in the top, you know, top echelon of of coaches because he does it daily, weekly, yearly for decades. Co- competitors, he's owned world records, he's world powerlifting, and he has his uh, academic P- PhD in, mm-hmm. in uh, I know his his, his uh, uh, th- thesis or whatever was, was in amino acids and stuff, yeah. but I don't know what his actual PhD is in, but somewhere in this nutritional world, maybe nutritional science, but it's somewhere in this ballpark, mm-hmm. right? And so you, he has all three factors to me, which makes the greatest coaches in the world, right? Yeah. There's very few, Ram. Uh, That's, I was just going to bring him up. Ram's in it, he's got a PhD, uh, he, he's coached both uh, athletes from the 
gen pop all the way up to pro and now obviously at the highest level of collegiate yeah. and then the dude squatted 450 500 himself gets it into the gym right when you have all three pieces of those mm-hmm. um and he's not a douchebag yeah that's yeah. okay that's that's <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing no for it's sure like, yeah you have to have the phd not you don't have to have a phd you have to have the schooling or at least you have to put in the work mm. to actually study read some evidence study. learn some shit yeah you got to train because you have to actually for yourself experience what does this training feel like yep and then you have to be in the trenches with athletes because at the end of the day, your only job is to communicate with another person how they should be doing something and how you should change that. Right. That is your only job. Yeah, Ram's a great example. I don't know if you met her. Uh, I think it was his first assistant on the Kings, Evan. Yep. Yeah, so Evan. Ev's the man. And like yeah. Evan Ram, when they first met me, talk about like being humble, not being douchebag. I think they might have known my content or whatever, but they're mm-hmm. like, hey, man, you want to program our squats for a couple months? Yeah. Like that's what you need to learn. Yeah. Even if I'm the worst coach ever, which – Thankfully, I don't think I am, and thankfully they had some confidence in me. They learned something, yeah, yeah, right? Rather than any of these internet guys that we're talking about this whole episode would never once ask me anything mm-hmm. because my following's less, because all I do is squat. You know, I don't have these miracles, yeah, right? Well, and then Ram just brings such good energy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let, actually talking about balance, this is one thing that frustrates me because there are a lot of people now who are uh, – I guess for a back of a le- lack of a better term, like fact checkers on the internet yeah. or like they're debunking, uh, they'll like take a video of somebody doing an exercise and be like, well, this sucks oh, like because that. of this. Yeah. And I'm like, do that sometimes, but then you have to balance that with actually producing content that's elevating the content. Right. Like if you're just shitting on the internet. Right. What's, what am I supposed to do then if this Bulgarian version sucks? Yeah. I'm like at that like I even followed a couple accounts in the beginning because like this is funny like they're shitting on all the people that I that Think I don't agree with yeah. yeah they're shitting on people who are putting out poor content but then like a month later I'm like god this is kind of gross like, yeah. you're just like you're just doing the same shit over and over again it's just so negative and I think Ram is a great example of he does not post anything that does not elevate the game yeah. or elevate the energy of the game and make people feel good about what they're doing and so it's like you kind of have to decide what like what are what are you going to be on the internet? Like, yeah. Are you going to be somebody who tears down or are you going to be somebody who builds up? And I think some tearing down is a positive thing. Like for sure. We have to shit on horrible training methods. Yeah, we can't build up guys that are we think are doing misinformation or disservice to the industry. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't help me by saying, yeah, that coach who I don't believe in is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like that doesn't yeah. help anyone. Yeah, for real. So I think it's you, you got to find a balance. And I think selling out is just such a great term. And it's like for you, you can go to sleep because you've found a balance that works for you. Yep. Like you've, you've found a place where you feel good about what you're doing. And I feel like right now I'm almost still seeking that and trying to find a way, okay, how do I produce content that makes me feel really good. And I feel like a good test for me now is I'll post content and I'll put my phone down. And if I don't care about how it's received, I know that was a positive post. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, the info was solid, the filming solid. You don't need to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, similar to the advice that I would give anyone. And that's where I, I find this like, pro- I would imagine these people are having cognitive dissonance that do this stuff is it's so easy for me. And I forgot what the quote was. I, I think it was Gary Vee. And I might even quote it to you too. And, uh, and I have many a critique of Gary, but I think he says a lot of great things. And what he said, they were asking about cancel culture. And don't worry, I'm wrapping this around. But they were talking about cancel culture. He's like, yeah, like that's in the back of my head sometimes. I talk a lot. Like I, I just, and so do we, right? It's yeah. crossed my mind too. I put out, in a week, I'll probably put out over 10 hours of content. Wow. Right? That's wild. Yeah, wild. 
But if you combine everything that gets posted of my fat face a week, it's something like that, maybe more. And he said, I've never actually worried about it because no matter what, I know my intent and no matter what, I'm always me. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Like I, I know I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. I know I'm not racist. I know I'm not this. I know I'm not a piece of shit. So if I am always me, and that's supposed to be the beauty of YouTube, podcast, Instagram, TikTok. The beauty of that is that it's supposed to be organic. It's supposed yeah. to be authentic. It's supposed to be, not to get corny, but like for the people. One yeah. of the people, for the people. Mm-hmm. I'm not Kim Kardashian. I'm not Kanye. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not very talented. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. I don't have anything. I don't have no special sauce. I got nothing. But I'm me, and, I, and I'm, I'm through and through me. Right, mm-hmm. like you've hung out with me enough now off air. You've hung out with me actually, Jim. It's hard for me and Jim because Jim's probably it's fifty fifty. He's probably yeah. hung out with me on air just as much as he's hung out off air, <laughs> and a lot of people have. Yeah, but you've hung out with me more now off air than on air. I'm the mm-hmm. same motherfucker. Yeah, you know I'm the same dude, and I have the same morals, and so I can go to sleep easy. I'm not worried about what I'm, I wonder at these other coaches. Yeah, there's no way they're the same, and 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 some of them, like I mentioned before, have admitted they're not the same. Oh yeah, I only post that exercise on Instagram. I don't even coach that way. Yeah, like that's entry level. I'm like, oh, if it's like that, then like, what do you say off air? How do you mm-hmm. act off air? Yeah. What do you believe off air? Like, yeah. what the kind of piece of shit are you? Yeah, it's if you can't, if it's not you, then it's a shtick, and you have to come up with a new shtick all the time. You and know? I think some of that's okay. If it's yeah. innocent, if it's educational, yeah. if if you're clearly or, making a skit, or yeah, if you're coming from the wrestling world, it's gimmicks, yeah. same idea. Yeah, and yeah, if you're if you if it's and I think there's place for all that, but when your shtick is serious or fake elevating, uh-huh. right? Like your sticks to be a high level strength and conditioning coach, just become a high level strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, right. Like that's not a shtick anymore. You're fake. Right. You're a fake. Well, right. the difference. If we can talk about sticks to name drop one guy. Yeah, it fucking hit him, dude. Fucking Liver King. Yeah. Is yeah. such yeah. a shtick. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like so cringe too, dude. Just yeah, it's bad. like. You wear the exact same outfit every day. You know, like it's just like. But not at dinner. He's at a steak dinner with an Armani suit on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's taking like private jets everywhere now. Well, and even just. From a business perspective, I get it. The guy's making fucking money. I love it. That's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you, bucko. But it's so. Dis, it feels so dishonest to me. I'm like, well, even just from step one, it was dishonest. You're like, I live this primal ancestral lifestyle, which are words he uses. Yeah, because our, my ancestors wore Armani in and the if, fucking jungle. No, no, I'm saying even before he had money. Oh. Now he has a rogue fitness barbell in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Like his very first videos are that, or a rogue sled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was. You know what I'm like? All right. Shouldn't he be dragging a fucking downed tree? Yeah, you go f- go fight a saber tooth yeah. tiger, some you lightning, dumb bitch. Yeah. Some lightning <laughs> fell tree, and I didn't know it. And uh, shout out to Lane again, uh, just because he's so much smarter than me. Some things like I want to argue things, but I'm I'm I don't got a PhD. I can't like like I said, I I talk what I know, and so I can't mm-hmm. go as layered as Lane would on nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And he went into actually eating livers and hearts and stuff and he's like actually they're straight up not as nutritious as people think mm-hmm. no and please don't eat brains please don't eat brains don't people eat cow brain uh yeah when it's cooked yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah don't no. eat anything raw you fucking freaks yeah. we're the only like, we're, what the fuck yeah, yeah. yeah you, you want mad cow disease yeah or, or yeah, you're gonna turn into a zombie you Kreutzfeldt jakob disease like you want that you want that uh-huh. you want like prions in your brain you want is that what you were looking for like is this all you want yeah it's bad but yeah i don't i don't understand and 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 what may have started as him trying to have fun or something it it can turn negative real quick as soon as a kid out there is fucking 18 and getting mad cow disease (laughs) and fucking not getting any results in the gym 
Well, it's literally like, all right, when you put a rat in, they, when they're testing rats, right? And they put cocaine in like the water thing. And every time it presses a button, he gets a little hit of cocaine. Yeah. Right. He's going to keep fucking yeah. going back for cocaine. So the, I guarantee Liver King probably started with some pretty moderate content. Yeah. And like he was like, you know, I think more people should eat. Uh, you know, organs or whatever the case was. E- even just less processed food. Let's yeah, give exactly. him the credit of the uh, yeah. benefit of the doubt. And then he was like, you know what though? Like I ate a raw testicle and everybody loved that right. shit. And he was like, right. what else can I fucking do? And yeah. then it's a slippery slope. It's like, at this point, what the fuck can he do? Like, yeah. he's got to keep doing crazier and crazier shit to get any focus. Yeah, and that could never happen to anybody that I, you know, hung out with for over 12 years. Did I yeah. say that out loud? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, and I get it. Trust me, I'm human. Uh, I understand that if I do a certain thing on the internet, it's going to, if I'm shirtless more, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little lean now, it's going to get more likes. Yeah. But like, I don't want people to listen to my education or entertainment purely because I can Photoshop better than the next guy. Yeah. I put my hat in the ring since I, like Kanye and The Rock did it. I said I'm going to run for president, and the first thing I'm going to do is make um, Photoshop and filters. Even because fil- when you say Photoshop, everyone's like, "Yeah, dude, that's so fucked up." When they filter their thing, but yeah. when when every uh, like people will say Photoshop's bullshit, don't don't use that if you're in the fitness industry. Yeah. But then the same motherfuckers all only post videos and stories with filters on. Super filter. And I'm like, the, dude, the filters aren't like, oh, I'm a little tan. It's like my sh- nose disappears. I go from an Italian to a fucking like German. You know, my nose just disappears. My eyes are blue all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm like, you're what? sparkling a little bit. Dude, a different human being. I'm like, dude, you're literally just fucking fake. Yeah. And, and that's going to offend some people because literally 99.9% of people use filters. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I've never put a filter on my face unless it's the one where my fucking face looks like a oompa loompa. Like I do it on yeah. purpose. Yeah, funny one. Yeah, way out there. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to me. Well, and it's like, God, I have kids. You know, because I I see the brunt of it because kids come up to me and be like, Hey, I saw this on TikTok. Yeah. Or hey, hey, I saw this on Instagram. Yeah. And so I have to be the one that like pulls their expectations back. I'm like, Liver King is on steroids. Yeah. I shit tons. Fucking promise you. Yeah. I know. I know what training for. 15 years looks like yeah. consist i know what training for five years looks like consistently that is i Not just close i think if you're going to recommend hey you should eat and live ancestrally and you should eat you know tail to snout or whatever they call it if you're making all these fuck fucking recommendations about health also tell them that right. they should probably take steroids because you clearly believe that's healthy for you. Yeah. Just make the recommendation. Tell people obviously they should get he has HRT. His, obviously has his shirt off because he knows he's fucking jacked. Yeah. I mean, he is jacked. No, he's I'm jacked not, out of his mind. He works super hard. Yeah. But he's jacked. That's why he's eating that stuff raw. I don't eat dinner with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something really messy. You know, rum, yeah. like real yeah. Yeah. fucking barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to get into it. Yeah, I've taken a shit with my shirt off because sometimes you get the cold sweats and, yeah. you know, you feel like you're dying and you have to yeah. figure it out. But I've never had that at dinner. Yeah. And so this dude's eating his quote unquote dinner shirtless because he knows it's going to get engagement. Unattached. The marketing is telling the audience that when you do this, you look like this. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to verbally say that, but yeah, that's right. what your content's telling people. And he knows that. Yeah. And that, to me, is a line I don't think we should cross. Another old Mike tweet that I should have gone viral, never did, is I said, <laughs> one, you should vote me for fucking president. Again, we'll eliminate all Photoshop. But the other one was I said, and this is an extreme 
point to make a case. I said anyone over 10,000 followers should have to go through like a responsibility and PR, not personal record, but um, public relations course. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, just like when somebody gets signs up pro sports contract right there's a responsibility when you have a voice yeah. shout out to uncle ben right with great power comes great responsibility and when you have a certain level of voice i think that and your morals aren't my morals and they're not your morals but i think you should at least sit with it evaluate it yeah. and 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 you can have your own code of ethics and it could be way different than mine but i don't think anyone's code of ethics well except for the you know extreme bell curve psychopathic world i don't think anyone thinks that me teaching you nutritional advice should have to do with how big my pecs are yeah right <laughs> like 90 percent of the world would agree yeah. that that's not correlated and it shouldn't be mm-hmm. that it should be based on what i truly believe and what should help you and liver king might be a nice guy i don't want to shit on him but liver king on the internet or george whatever your fucking name is right george may be a great guy Liver King, I, I think, is doing a disservice to many a people. What is his name? I, I imagine George. I no clue. I made that up. <laughs> I literally have no clue. Call him Georgie. I, I will say that that when you look at that skin tone, we used to call it's purple. Yeah, I mean, he's gray purple. purple. Yeah. Great. He, yeah, it's like fucking wild. Yeah, it's yeah, blood pressure. Yeah. Fifty degrees. Who knows how no old he is? Winter. Anyone know how old he is? I would rather know that than his uh, name. He could be my age. I could look this up, and I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I bet you he's my age. No, he's two. He is like yeah. a a teenage kid, bro. I'm about to be 34. I could easily have a teenager. Fuck, how, that's wild. I don't want to think about that. Right? If, if I you had a kid at 20, 20, even, which is not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. If I had a kid at, huh? Brian Johnson. Brian's good too. Brian, Brian George, some fucking whatever. <laughs> Brian or George? Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Steve. Either one. Yeah. If I'm Actually, 22, having a kid, my kid's 12 right now. From a, a business model perspective, fucking genius. So you know he owns a cattle ranch. No, but right. So Here he sells go. he sells the meat of the cattle ranch. So that would if you're a cattle rancher, that's where your job would usually end. Yeah. Then he's taking all of the organs. Right. Resell. Yeah. yeah everything that he doesn't use and then he puts that into a supplementation. Price it up. Super fucking yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Top to bottom marketing, vertical, vertical fucking integration, smart as shit. Yeah. He's forty four. Okay. He looks okay for a 45. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks all right. Uh, there is something, and I'm not promoting steroids by any means, but there is something with TRT where, you know, properly dosed and stuff, you do look younger. Yeah. But then you I'm start sure. to take a certain amount and of then, shit. And then oh, after a while, your yeah, face you, starts to look like a baseball glove. Yeah, you start to tank pretty hard. You know, because there's always, even now, like there's bodybuilding kids. There's no natty happening here. Yeah. So jacked. He is jacked, though. No natty nice at all. Nice beard. You got a great beard, is Brian. He, is he carrying a spear? Uh, yeah, made yeah. by Rogue yeah, Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue uh, Fitness new spear. Alan Thrall's video so of a simulated yeah. hunt so is good. so funny. Alan's good, man. Alan's really good. We yeah, he's in a pool right there. It's not even a river. He's just <laughs> in his backyard pool. There's somebody There's somebody over the yeah. making little waves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, on that note... Yeah, too um, much shit talking. Yeah, we should probably bring this one for a landing. But however, in the spirit of 50% facts, I should say that there is actually no evidence that there are more tigers in Texas. Oh, in it's Ke- rumor. It's That's it's, just a total lie that they made up. Yeah, it's, it's just made up. Well, let's, let's not say lie. Let's say it's not... Uh, uh, it's not proven. Right, but it makes sense it's not proven if it's illegal or even pseudo-illegal. Oh, no, you actually have to register your... your your, I know that's your what tiger. I'm yeah. saying though. Like if you don't register it, <laughs> yeah. Well, how, I don't know. Then you're not going to talk about it, so then we don't have the numbers, right? 
there would have to be more than four thousand tigers in in. I've heard the numbers. Texas. I've heard the numbers three thousand tigers okay. in Texas. Well, there, are, there are four thousand tigers. Free in the boys. Wild. Yeah. So let's not say you know, it's not not, but it might. But it might it be. Might be. be. But, but it's it probably be. not. I don't know. Dude. I saw. You seen a? Uh, I just watched the Tiger King. I you, saw the like, first like three years after it was cool. Yeah, the first, the first season. One. You just yeah. watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What a psycho, huh? What? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm behind dude. I'm old, you know. That is, I will forever remember that. Like the first month of quarantine was that like, was it, right? Tiger yeah. King month. Yeah, it went yeah. nuts. I don't know. That's probably one of the most viral things ever. Really. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, Squid Game. Squid Game, I still never watched uh, it. Yeah, I, I watched like I the first couple, either, but, it, but yeah. it's, it's it went nuts. super, super viral. viral. Yeah, it did. It super did. It viral all around the world. Yeah. All right. All right. Plug away, bro. Where can people find you? Where can they maybe train with you if they're in town? Who knows? Yeah, if you're in Sacramento, at Hyperthrive Athletics. We're on Instagram, hyperthriveathletics.com. Uh, mine is Coach Joe HTA, Hyperthrive Athletics. Where's most of uh, the uh, educational stuff on Instagram? The Hyperthrive one or yours? Hyperthrive Athletics. Yeah, some really good stuff. A lot of good, cool little exercises, warm-ups, stuff like that if you guys want to feel a little Things bit more athletic. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Highly recommend it. Go check it out. Um, they are putting out content despite Joe not thinking he knows what content to put out. They yeah, do put out good videos. Fucking hate content. But I do got to do it. I do too. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, 3SB.co. Check out all the clothing. Always available. Good company. Um, apparel by me and Jim and Third Street Barbell. Join our Discord. If you guys want to get involved with the show, get involved with the community, head to 50percentfacts.com, and there's a link there. You can find all the shows and all access to all our content, but also find a link to the Discord, and that's where we're hanging out all day, talking mess, talking shop, having fun. And you can join the conversation at uh, One Good Question, which is on the Discord. So when you go on Discord, if you've never used it, it's basically think of it as like a group chat mixed with like a forum, but it's private just for our community. And on the left, there'll be a little tab, One Good Question. You can enter your question there. It could be anything. Serious, funny, doesn't matter. If we choose your question, we're going to host it and... and um, Fuck, dude. I was on a roll for a second. Yeah, uh, you were. We're, we're going to answer that question. We're going to answer that question, and, and we'll might, shout you out, yes. and you'll have a chance to win some goodies from us and a gift from us. I wanted to use a fancier word for uh, choosing their question, and it just skipped my brain. Uh, but head there. We'll see you at 50percentfacts.com. I'm Sam Mike, everyone. You want to find me. Uh, second Saturday is happening soon, so May 14th, I believe. Every second Saturday of every single month, we got an open gym here at 3rd Street, so whether you're local, you're traveling, come on by. Free open gym. Open to anybody from 8 a.m. to noon. Um, world's Strongest Man here in SAC. If you're traveling, stop by. We have day passes available, and hopefully we'll see you guys soon. I'm at the Jim McD on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, where percent is a word, and 50 just numbers. We will talk to you on Friday. When is the world's time to